Hello, and welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. This is the second episode in our two-part series where we are speaking to Mr. Dan Anders, Chief Compliance Officer of Tower MSA out in Chicago, Illinois, about the world of Medicare set-asides and how they work in the California workers' compensation system. So does Medicare do this with other things like personal injury? And I mean, they're sort of set up to be doing these assessments on offers to become a set-aside? Right now, they only do workers' compensation. You know, they've talked for years about uh, doing these types of rules in personal injury or type Mm -hmm. of reviews, excuse me, for personal injury. But um, so far, they haven't done it. And and do we know if, um, you know, betting on these for for Medicare has been a winner or a loser? Is there enough data on that? You know, do we have enough experience? Yeah, that well, and that's something that I've been involved with and advocating for some time is just more data coming up from Medicare as to what's happening with these. So um, after you settle your case and you have one of these MSAs, if Medicare approved it, you're supposed to send in your settlement documents and say, okay, the MSA has been funded. And then you have a requirement to do annual accounting. So you need to send in a form to Medicare every year to say, well, this is the amount of money that was spent out. Um, I think a lot of that's not happening. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of these out here. If there's a professional administration company, yeah, they're doing it, but they represent uh, probably less than 10% of total MSAs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really don't have a good handle on um, exactly how much money this is saving. Is, is it saving money? Certainly, um, because... Um, it is people stepping up and paying for medical care that would previously have just been shifted to Medicare or um, Medicare records these. So when a medical provider submits a bill to Medicare, mm-hmm. uh, they'll they'll reject it and say, nope, there's an MSA out here The go back to whomever and they have to pay it. So um, it is a certainly saving the uh, Medicare trust fund money, yes, but I haven't seen a clear accounting of it. And just sort of another question on the back of that, is this on the radar in Washington? I mean, is anyone kind of seeing this as something that's good or bad for Medicare as it was originally designed? Or, I mean, is is there a chance of this program being either increased or cut back by by Washington? Or what's what's the politics around it, if any? Yeah, I mean, it actually, and if talking about the history of this, if I yeah. recall correctly, it started with some Congressional Budget Office report, whatever, <laughs> 20 plus <laughs> years ago, Yeah, uh, that said Medicare was not doing enough to ensure that they're remaining secondary to work comp plans. They were just blindly going on and paying. So that, that's kind of how this started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we deal, I've dealt with directly with the CMS folks, and they're always looking at expanding things. Um, and there's advocacy on, on other things beyond Medicare set-asides that deal with Medicare secondary payer. Um, but um, there hasn't been too much when it comes to MSAs in terms of kind of on the radar of Congress or anything. Okay. Now, uh, my take on California work comp is that we're totally insane out here. Um, I've been doing this for 25 years and there's just more and more bureaucracy. But but are there anything special about California claims and MSAs that, you know, our listeners would want to hear about being in California primarily? Yeah, California MSAs automatically include psych. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Boom. That's it. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, it's just the, we, it seems like every, <laughs> every one we get, there's a, a site component uh, sure. involved yeah. with it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a Our couple of things yeah. um, that we deal with, with uh, you know, that are uh, kind of impacted on, by the MSA. So you, you have the whole alphabet of AMEs, QMEs, PQMEs. Mm -hmm. uh, out there, which, uh, you know, through go, with the claims going through the, the work comp system, those become important in terms of causation and, um, mm -hmm. and everything else. Um, but for Medicare, they throw them all out. So they, they want to see the treating physicians recommendations. They go off the treating physicians, um, um, thoughts on what future medical care will look like. I mean, and that's something that I know you're involved with in yeah. terms of those permanency reports. Right. Uh, that that really becomes key to what we do. Um, the, uh, we love those because when we have it, it gives a clear picture of the expectation for future medical care because a lot of times what we're dealing with are just open-ended medical records, uh, recommendations that are outdated. There's prescription drugs that may have been discontinued. Mm -hmm. um, when we have those reports, it makes it very clear to us um, what that recommendation is uh, for that future medical care. So mm -hmm. the, the more detail you can uh, put in there as to recommendations, uh, the better the better report that we can we can make. I often tell people, I'm like, the MSA report is only as good as the medical records that are available. You know, right. it be, uh, just uh, very flimsy documentation. Can I try to do something with it? You know, certainly, um, but uh, it's not going to be really the best report or, or even a report that I can get approved uh, by Medicare. So, no, so you're there. out, you're out yeah. in the Midwest. Are you working on California claims or what's, are you only yeah. working in your state? We what's do, yeah. You do. Yeah, Tower, yeah, Tower MSA is a national uh -huh. company, so we do okay. do Got every it. state. Um, and, and just the other, uh, you know, I mentioned that the AMEs and et cetera, mm -hmm. um, utilization reviews and the, the IMRs uh, in California, um, we actually tried to get CMS to abide by those in terms of, um, you know, essentially, if IMR upheld the denial, that that wouldn't be included in the MSA. I see. They did, they did it for a time, but then they changed their mind, and um, and they won't abide by those. So, which is frustrating to parties trying to settle cases because yeah. then we're throwing back in treatment of medications that has been denied. But um, the the only way out of that, uh, according to Medicare, is you have to give them an alternative treatment plan. To the denied medical care. Well, that's that's hard to do. It is, uh, yeah. especially when you know if the treating physician's plan has been denied. So mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it presents a challenge uh, for us, yeah. and usually we just don't see alternative uh, treatment plans. Um, so now, now for a claim that's that's going to be going through an MSA experience, how much does it add on to the time for the settlement? I mean, does it tack on six months, three months? Could it be years? Um, what's, the, what's the play? So, uh, let me think of it from the timeline perspective here. So, uh, so how it usually works out, the adjuster reaches out to us and says, well, I'm looking at settling this case. 
Mm. Uh, we look up the report, which you know is usually done within a week. Uh, we get that back to the adjuster. You know, then it's on their timeline, and if there's an attorney involved, to reach out to that uh, applicant or their attorney to negotiate the settlement uh, and whatever happens there. Um, then what we do, we submit it to Medicare. Um, usually, in most cases, we get a response back within 30 days. Mm-hmm. That's turned back to the adjuster to then settle the case. Um, and then once the case is settled, they're getting their MSA funds, usually with the, the, the total settlement amount or a separate check. Sometimes they get a indemnity settlement and they'll get a check for the MSA. So um, it, it can be a fairly quick process, um, you know, unless Medicare, unless we have a flimsy file, you know, things aren't yeah. clear and, you know, we need to go back to the to the treating physician and say, well, we need more information as to what's going on with um, mm-hmm. medical care. And again, it's that's why those those permanency reports are, are so so key to everything here and uh, not only uh, clarifying future medical, but being able to turn this around very quickly and, and get and close out the case. Right, right. So um, <clears throat> as we're kind of wrapping up this, these questions we're talking about, what what areas in the program from where you sit need to be improved or would be most impactful if if you ran the zoo and you got to uh, <laughs> you got to make more of the rules? What what would you do? Um, there's a there's a couple things I think um, one is um, and it kind of gets to the administration aspect of this and I mentioned you know you're just turning these funds over to uh, these applicants these injured uh, workers to administer these funds now uh, I, I don't know and I've done this for 20 years and I'd be it'd be difficult for me to try to handle all of the billing that might be involved with that, especially if you have, you know, a pretty difficult injury that you're dealing with. Uh, I mean, I frankly think most MSA should be professionally administered. Um, If if Medicare doesn't want to take it over and do it themselves, um, that, you know, these third parties handle these funds. Now, um, Medicare, because they say it's a voluntary program, they say they can't require it. So, uh, I guess the statute would have to change or something would have to change to require that. So, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's a great benefit to Medicare itself. They would, they, money would be accounted better. The funds would be extended for much longer time because yeah. uh, it's being accounted for properly. Um, and the other thing is there, the MSAs themselves, um, you know, a lot of people argue are overfunded and Medicare itself says they allocate towards a worst case scenario. Well, if you do that all the time, um, it's going to be a disincentive in many cases for people to resolve uh, and settle the case. Uh, I mean, we understand. I understand where they're coming from, yeah. But uh, there has to be a bit of more of a balance brought back, I think, in how you know the the methodology that they utilize uh, to allocate this medical care. Yes, will, Medi- will Medicare lose out on some of these cases? Yes, but I think you're going to get more engagement. Uh, from parties at settling their cases, if they if they have what they perceive is a more reasonable allocation of future yeah. medical care, so uh, those are a couple of things that you know. If, if I could change things, that's what I would do. Awesome. Well, in closing, can you kind of tell well tell me and our listeners, hey, I want to learn more about Medicare set asides and language I can understand. 
where should I be going? Where should I look for, for more info on this stuff? Sure. Um, so I'm on the board and I'm past president of the National MSP Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, it's a group of all of us, uh, various levels. I mean, I do this full time, but also people in the insurance field, attorneys um, and, and others that touch Medicare set-asides. Um, a national organization that we educate and advocate on these issues. So uh, we have podcasts, we have monthly webinars, uh, we have an annual conference. Uh, we also have uh, a certification program uh, where you can be uh, essentially credentialed as a Medicare set, uh, Medicare was it Medicare set aside certified. Uh, expert MSCC, something like that. Wow. <laughs> um, a credential uh, that shows your qualifications uh, for uh, this area of practice. So you can check us out at www.mspn.org. Uh, but uh, that's where to go if you uh, really want to, to learn more about this, uh, or even if, if you touch on these things. And um, it's, it's a great reference uh, area where you can bring up uh, what you need in terms of a particular, you know, problem in your case. And and what's the name of your podcast? Just to throw that out there. Set aside some time is uh, our nice. podcast. At MS. So <laughs> yeah, that's our, our pithy name for our podcast. <laughs> well, Dan, thanks for joining us today. This was super informative and answered a lot of questions I've had. And I, like I sure. said, I've been doing this 25 years and I probably knew about 10% of what you just told us today. So. <laughs> I'm sure I probably would know less about uh, what you do. So that's <laughs> it's we'll just talk about it at the cocktail party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To learn more about Medicare set-asides, visit TowerMSA.com. And as always, to learn more about California Workers' Comp and RatePass, the service that helps you write your Workers' Comp impairment reports, visit us at rate-fast.com.